Welcome everybody to Hunt Free Podcast. Hunt Free was created to showcase the freedoms we all share in the archery and hunting world and to ensure the sacrifices made by fellow veterans is never forgotten by showing gratitude every day and giving back as much as we can. During the show, we'll sit down with fellow veterans and hunters alike, share sea stories from our time in the service, and share stories from hunts out in the woods. We'll talk about how we've bettered ourselves along the way, from life to hunting and everything in between. So let's get into the show now. All right, everybody, welcome back to uh, Hunt Free Podcast, Episode 3. Uh, before we get today's show started, um, just want to mention a few things. So, uh, you know, I keep bringing it up, but I want to, I really want to see this community come together. So, I mean, it might sound very direct, but I mean, I think it is as clear as this is that supporting Hunt Free is truly uh, supporting veterans and it's truly going to make a positive impact on the hunting and veteran community. So my challenge to you all is to share uh, Hunt Free, the spirit of it, the content of it, everything that it means to you. Share that with your friends, whether they're hunters, veterans, or none of the two. It doesn't matter. This is a community for everybody. Um, and express your gratitude to them for uh, sharing in that spirit. And together, we'll build this community Um and together we'll hunt free. So I thank you guys for that, and I thank you for the support. Um, but with that, we'll get into the show. So today I have a good friend of mine on, uh, AJ. It's Equinta, right? Yeah, cool. I Equinta, like the uh, UFC fighter. All right, AJ I Equinta with uh, Knights of the Apex. I'm sure most of you guys know who he is. He's uh, one of the best, in my opinion, up and comers in this industry. So. Uh, Without further ado, I'll let him introduce himself. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. Honored to be on. This is actually the first podcast I'm on, so it's been really cool following along with you and and seeing you grow in the video space. And honestly, watching your videos on YouTube was kind of the boot in my butt to to get going with my own videos. So I appreciate you doing that, and uh, I think it's good we we feed off of each other uh, really well. And looking forward to to how we both kind of grow in the industry. But yeah. I'm, I'm AJ. I'm the, the guy behind Knights of the Apex. I uh, started uh, Coda about uh, two, going on two years ago now. So it really started just out of my own obsession with different bow hunting gear and archery gear. Um, you know, the, coming from somebody who grew up really loving the gun industry, there's tons of outlets for the two-way community where there's a ton of different, you know, gun forums, lots of really talented photographers, gear sites, review sites, things like that. And the archery industry didn't really have that or, or it doesn't have a lot of that in the kind of content that I wanted to see. And, you know, I, I didn't know anything about creating content, photography, videography, any of that stuff when I started Coda, but I figured let me just start it and there's more of an idea and it's kind of grown into a little community and you know there's definitely a, a solid crew of uh of people that i know i dm with on a daily basis and try to just be as transparent as i can with you know this is the gear that that i've been testing out and having fun with and enjoying and do as much of also highlighting the people behind the products that what they think about when they're designing these products and what goes into them some of the advantages for somebody that uh 
you know, I, I'm, I'm always super transparent. I'm a good shooter, but I'm by no means a Levi Morgan or a John Dudley or anything like that. I just, I'm somebody who's an analyst by profession and I like shooting my bow a lot. Uh, and I have the opportunity to mess with a lot of different gear. So, um, with that, you know, kind of growing into the video space been having fun with, uh, YouTube videos. And I try and give some behind the scenes on that too, because I know a lot of people, um, you know, with the, the advent of social media and the expansion of that, like everybody wants to kind of be able to tell their story as it's going on, which I think is a lot of fun. And I think it's a great way for all of us to get people that maybe aren't involved in hunting or archery, get them kind of stoked about it and maybe invite them out to it. Um, something as simple as you putting, you know, just posting out a cool story um, I think, you know, somebody seeing that for the first time, like seeing your story from total archery challenge or something like that, that might get them amped up to go pick up a bow or go to the range with you one time. And I think, you know, for, from my standpoint, if you're willing to be outdoors and shoot a bow, like we can hang, you know, and, yeah. and, and start from there. So, um, that's kind of how I look at it. And it's really been great. It's grown into something I would have never imagined two years ago. Um, got some great relationships with awesome companies, built some awesome relationships with great people like yourself. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. Really excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, there's only, uh, really can only go up. I mean, there's really no, I feel like there's no down in, in, in this because it's all fun. I mean, anything that comes along with it is just gravy on top after that. So as long as you enjoy it, that's all that matters. And, uh, you know, a lot of what you talked about kind of feeds into uh, what we're going to talk about today, um, which we'll get into here shortly, which is just the value of shared information. And I know Knights of the Apex is huge on that. Um, a lot on the gear side, um, definitely perspective as well. I think I, I see. I think perspective is huge. You kind of hit on uh, the people behind the products, the the design process, or the re their reasoning for doing things. I think uh, you and I kind of think similarly in that that the the process is the process is honestly just as exciting for me as the outcome uh with anything whether it's talking about gear or why a piece of gear is how it is so that's awesome um and i know that you and at the end there you mentioned uh you're excited to see where it goes that's how i feel and i'm mostly excited about how you know I know that you and I will at some point uh, definitely be helping each other. So to see where that goes and where we can bring that and uh, get people involved is what it's all about. But so we'll talk about, obviously, I mean, everyone here, most people here either love hunting or are obviously getting into or interested in hunting. So tell us about a little bit about your, your hunting that you do, how you got started, um, anything along those lines that you want to tell us. Yeah, so I, I mean, I grew up in a hunting family. My grandfather, my, my grandparents, they came over from Italy. They were big hunters over there. Um, grandfather served in the military, served in Korea, and so did a number of my great uncles. That's how my family kind of got their, their citizenship in the States. Dad was born here, grew up um, hunting upstate New York area. Um, New York? My, my grandparents, yeah. <laughs> grandparents bought a, a piece of old campground property that uh, backed up to some city land so it was for all it was private land but it was as close to public land as you can get while still having uh, uh, posted signs around it um, 
but uh, yeah, just grew up hunting there, right? The hunting after Thanksgiving and opening day was always a big thing. My dad and my uncle were big into bow hunting. Um, those are definitely the guys that I idolized. It seemed like every time they went into the woods, they'd come back with, with blood on their hands and carrying something out. So um, those are guys that, that could definitely just get it done and were my inspiration. And then, you know, as you do growing up, right, I was really big into hunting when I was younger and then you get into high school and college and you start hunting some other things and uh, then after college <laughs> you know you have a little <laughs> you have a little bit more time you start to get a little disposable income and that's when I really got back into bow hunting I think for me uh, you know I, I always every bow I had up until I graduated college was always a hand-me-down and it just it never fit me right it always felt awkward um, so with that, like I, when you have a bow that's just not the proper draw length and isn't fit to you, you can't be accurate with it. Um, especially, you know, a couple of years ago, we didn't have the resources like we do now. So if you didn't have somebody that could teach you how to shoot or you didn't have a pro at your local range that could really like cement those fundamentals into you, it was a lot of just kind of guess and check. So um, it wasn't until, you know, I finally had like a job and had a bow that, that fit me right that I was all in and as soon as you know i had a little bit of just a little taste of success um i was hooked so i you know i would just have my bow next to me at all times just staring at it um <laughs> and i think uh you know for me i don't i still i make sure i live in florida now but i make sure to get up there kind of hunt with my grandfather and my dad at least once twice a year we'll try and do uh, a trip together to with some outfitter in the midwest every other year if not every year uh, and then now i've got some friends down here in florida we'll hunt one of uh, our buddy's ranches so he's got a ton of hogs and stuff on there so we try and get in out there as much as we can but for me i, I tend to focus on the the gear part a lot simply because i'm definitely not the most experienced hunter um, but I think one of the things is when you go into the woods, you can't control every variable, but I can at least make sure that um, my, my kit and my preparedness as far as like practicing and making sure I'm accurate, if I can get that as squared away as possible, that's one less variable I have to deal with. And now it's just learning the animals, learning their patterns, getting used to the environment and figuring that out. That's one less major factor. I think for a lot of bow hunters, right, especially those guys that, you know, they don't know how to work on their own stuff. And if something gets knocked off or they get out of the truck and they notice, you know, their D loops a little off or something like that, it could just send your mind into a, a spiral, right? <laughs> um, I think we've all been there at some point in our, our bow hunting careers where like, you're like, I don't know if this thing's even going to work when I pull back. And, and I just, you know, early on, like, I just never wanted to recreate that. So, as I started just taking more responsibility for my gear and, and just slowly accumulating like a, a press and doing my own veins and, and um, honestly, as more resources became available, like knock on and different guys on YouTube, um, you know, just learning that stuff my, myself, I started just, you know, part of code is just sharing the, my own trial and error, because if you follow enough guys, even the top guys, the fundamentals are the same, but everybody's got different takes on things. And if you look at uh, whether it's your top bow hunters or, you know, the guys that were on the line at Vegas a couple of weeks ago, other than the fundamentals of, you know, executing a surprise shot and making sure you've got the same anchor point every time, everybody's shot form is a little different. Everybody's gear setups are a little different. And I think that's one of the really cool things about bow hunting is, 
it's not like rifle shooting where you're trying to get out of the way of the rifle with bow hunting and archery in general like you're trying to find the the setup that allows your mind to have as most confidence and execute a surprise shot to the best of its ability so it's a little different because it's it's even more of a psychological game than a lot of other shooting sports um and i think it's cool because there's no universal experiences like i could say i love this piece of gear and 99 percent of the archery community could agree with me and then there could be a top shooter out there that's like that's a piece of crap you know And, and, and vice versa um, but I think that's okay. Like you watch enough stuff, you pick up enough tips and you find what works for you. Well, that's, uh, pretty much that's, I mean, that's almost like one of the questions I was going to ask you. I mean, in the sense of like the value of, of, uh, you know, shared information and that's in regards to gear, but as a whole, uh, we'll, you know, we'll get into that now. Um, yeah. what, what does, what is your take, uh, just briefly and then we'll, hit on some specifics of, uh, like what's the, what's your take on the value of shared information just as a whole and, uh, how it can, you think it can strengthen the uh, hunting community? I mean, I think it's essential. I I think if you look at just our ability as shooters in the last decade, it's grown exponentially. It used to be where if you were able to shoot at a hundred yards consistently, you were like a God. Now, honestly, that's kind of the average if you go to like most ranges around the country now. Um, And I think that all has to do with just the open source information and just the access to to information. Guys like Dudley, Levi Morgan, you know, Aaron Snyder, all the podcasts and videos that those guys put out um, and countless others. Right. I know, um, you know, a lot of other guys are putting out great content uh, as well and and just the ability to feed off. And I think. You know, I'm, I am I was a history major and now I'm an analyst by profession. And with that open source, I think it's valuable. Um, I think you have to vet all of it and, and check all of it too, right? Like I always try and say in my videos, like this is what works for me, but don't just take my word for it. Go, you know, cross-check it, cross-reference this with what some other guys do, you know, and develop your own system um, that works for you and works best for you. But I think it's it's essential. Like I'm, you know, I'm big on the gear side, but if I want to go hunt out west, there's endless resources available to me. Whereas before you were kind of handcuffed to, you know, you could call local game wardens, you know, you could look up records, um, but you didn't have that same wealth of information. Now you can get on Onyx, um, go hunt. You can even reach out to, to those guys that you follow on social media. If you DM them, a lot of times they'll hit you back yeah. um, and they'll give you some pointers. I was at ATA and Remy Warren was just wandering around checking out the, the new gear go- coming out. Um, and I talked to that guy for like 20, 30 minutes, just picking his brain. And he was telling me hunting stories as if I hadn't watched every video a dozen <laughs> times that he put out. Um, but it was the coolest thing. Cause he was just, you know, that guy, I, you're hard pressed to find a guy that's more qualified or has a better resume in the industry. And he was just so willing to share everything he knew on top of all the podcasts that guy has and videos and stuff. So I think it's essential. I think it's great for everybody. Um, you know, I, I think one of the, th- there's definitely a camp in the community that likes to point fingers and say, well, this person's not legitimate and this person doesn't deserve the following they have or the sponsors that they have. I think if you get any value from somebody, 
it's okay for you to follow them. You know, like I, I don't, I, I don't like to assume that, you know, just because someone's, let's say, I, I know like the huntresses get hated on a lot, but it, they're a lot of times if you meet them, they're not bad people. Right. Um, some of them are actually, they've, they know a lot of people. They're rather knowledgeable. A lot of the same thing with a lot of like guys that are personalities in the industry. Um, you know, they're, they're super knowledgeable. It's just, you know, maybe you don't take every single thing that they post yeah. as law, but if you're getting <laughs> some sort of value out of some of the things they're posting or involved with, or they're sharing information that is of value with you, a lot of times they'll be hunting with guys that maybe you want to hunt with, um, you know, just cause they don't know what they're doing. doesn't mean that the guys that they're hunting with don't know what they're doing. So I think if, if anybody's getting value, like you and I both know how the hustle is out there, right? Yeah. Um, you know, if, if people are connecting and it's a positive influence and it's getting people involved and interested in the outdoors and in shooting and in archery, I see that as a positive. And I think, you know, let give people the benefit of the doubt that that they're going to do their due diligence and figure out what's legitimate and what's good advice and what's bad advice. Because even some of the top guys in the industry have given bad advice at one point or another. So, um, you know, I, I think it's definitely, I would rather have the wealth of information we have available and the wealth of content than go back to the old days, which was, you know, kind of like the dark ages. You, you had to guess and check everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely. I mean, knowledge is power. And I think, uh, for sure. Um, I think that's, sorry, I'm talking too much. You got to drink some water. But... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all right. I know you're very passionate and I appreciate that because I, I, uh, you know, I, this is, you're my guest. So I, I want to hear what you have to say. And, um, but I think that the biggest thing with, and you definitely hit on it is, you know, knowledge is power. Um, and I think one kind of piece of advice, I, I guess, piece of advice for people, I'm sure many people are aware and, um, you know, everything you see and hear or say, I mean, even the stuff we're saying, it, it does, it's not law, it, it's a tool. You take what we're yep. saying, you take what anybody's saying, and you, you make your toolbox because, I mean, I've heard For plenty sure. of people say they don't like such and such product. It's like, well, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really, the truth is it doesn't matter because there's still people yep. hunting with recurves and uh, normal fixed head broadhead. So as long as you're enjoying it, and that knowledge, uh, I mean, if every day you learn a little bit something new, uh, then someone else can come along and you can pass that piece on to them. And that's where the strength comes in because it not only strengthens your toolbox and someone else's toolbox, but the hunting industry as a whole. Because if you have the ability to take all this information as a tool on a daily basis, when someone new comes along or you bring someone new along, you know, maybe you give that them that one tool that boosts their confidence enough to go fully into hunting. Because uh, I think, you know, like anything new, some people are maybe nervous or skeptical to take that step. So the more knowledge there is, the more there is for us to be able to boost their confidence and, you know, as a whole, build the hunting community. Because, you know, it's crazy to me. It doesn't seem like it's uh, dwindling, but that's all I keep hearing people saying is that it is dwindling. And that's, you know, a scary thought because, I mean, how could something that we all love so much seem like it's going down in numbers? But I, I highly doubt they're saying that for their health. Um, maybe it's some sort of scare tactic branding marketing to get people to talk about it, but I highly doubt it. So yeah. I'm going to take that one seriously and, uh, you know, 
use this knowledge as we can. Um, but, you know, we kind of hit on, you know, the strengthening of the hunting community. Um, but is there anything like, you know, with all that said, is there anything that you think, uh, I think a good question to ask is, you know, how do you think that, uh, for your side of things and what you do, how do you think Knights of the Apex and what you stand for and what you bring to the table as a tool for people's toolbox, how, how do you think what you do can strengthen the hunting community? Because I personally feel like what you do can and will um, because you hit on a lot of the stuff. Like, I could never do what you do. You know, I'm not, I don't have that technical mind. I'm like, cool, it looks good. I'm good to go. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that. I don't know that I have the technical mind. So, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I think there's always guys that are going to be more technical or, or more talented in certain areas than other than others. Um, you know, I, I definitely see what Knights of the Apex is as hopefully it's entertaining content. And if, if people are getting, um, education out of it. Like, I love that. I'm all for it. I'm always very straightforward with like, look, this is where I'm coming from with this. Also, you know, look at X, Y, and Z too. Uh, and I try and point people to the the guys that I learned from to starting out and like how I kind of developed the process that I did. Um, you know, I see gear as, I mean, look, you know, we all love shooting our bows, right? flinging arrows down range and watching them lob into targets that's just fun i think that's if we can make cool like for me if i can make cool content and someone's going through their explore page or youtube and you know they see like a cool video about archery gear and it gets them amped to like hey like what is that maybe i want to give that a try like you know, maybe they're they're too scared to, to shoot guns, but like they do want to go hunting or maybe they don't even want to go hunting, but they saw, you know, Hawkeye on the Avengers and they're like, that kind of <laughs> looks cool, um, you know, and they want to get into it themselves. Like, whatever, that's if, if that's their gateway drug, like awesome. You know, if if Coda can be the gateway drug, you know, or it can help out guys that maybe they've been hunting for a while, but they've, they're just a lot of guys are just getting on the social media scene. Like it still shocks me that there are a lot of people out there that don't know who like John Dudley is or Levi Morgan is, or a lot of these other awesome resources out there. So, you know, if they happen to stumble upon my page first and I can point them in directions, that'll save them a lot of time and cut down on their learning curve. Like I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, like I want to, I want to create content that like, you know, people look at and they go, that's cool. Like it's, it's not, necessarily about being materialistic i think you know like i said earlier i love the fact that we can we all go into the woods with different gear based on our intentions and based on our previous experiences and what we think is going to suit us best for the mission that we're going on um and i think that's cool and, and one of my goals is hopefully showcasing not just stuff that like i use but you know getting to talk to guys like you and and other hunters around the country and showcase you know some of their gear and experiences and and things like that because i think that's really valuable as well i can only do so much by myself but getting to co collaborate with guys like you and others i think that's how we all grow i yeah i definitely agree i mean we're talking about the value of information and i think just in this conversation you and i have probably learned some more about each other uh and you know it's looking at the timer on the audio it's been 23 minutes so into if in 23 <laughs> minutes 
you know, we're having a 23 minute conversation. We've never even met in person, but it's all through this like encyclopedia of hunting knowledge and fueled by passion. So that's, that's awesome to me. Um, uh, I know that I know that you that's definitely a value that you care about because I always see you interacting with the people that you know are part of the Coda crew and uh, and that's people who are part of the Coda crew are your followers and um, yep I you know with with the value of information with the information as a whole uh, the you know the togetherness of it like you said and building those relationships is awesome so um, definitely. I definitely agree. Um, yeah, I heard, uh, I heard Ryan Mickler of, uh, order a man. He said, uh, don't forget the social part of social media. Uh, and, <laughs> and I heard that early on and, you know, that really hit home for me. Um, you know, I, I'd make it, I make it a point to try and answer everybody in DMS and comments. And I want to try and do that for as long as I can. I'm sure at some point, you know, I mean, hopefully it grows to a point where I can't answer everybody. Um, for any of you out there that have DM'd me and I've, you know, told you the same thing twice, it's because a lot of times, like now I'm starting to get DMs where like, I want to make sure I answer everybody, but I don't always like look at who I'm answering. So sometimes <laughs> I'll like, someone will ask me something and I'll say something and be like, dude, I know you told me that two days ago. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I want to try and always get back to people and, and build like, that's how you and I became friends and got in contact and, you know, social media for all of its, its imperfections. I think it's great for connecting with people and really what you put out there, you get back. So, you know, it's just all built on algorithms. So if you're clicking on, positive influences and you're interacting with positive influences and you know you're, you're getting in those comments and you're giving good feedback and you're helping people grow um that's what's going to come back to you and, and i've definitely seen that like if you look at my personal page and my my coda page you know it, it's very different because you know the people you grow up with they know you one way um yeah you know and they, they just that's who you always are to them but you know going through my coda page like it's nothing but positivity um and it's just it's really great and i think the industry's heading more and more in that direction uh and i think especially like with a lot of the the younger guys coming up um and younger girls coming up like i think that's where it's going and, and i'm really excited for that i agree i'm excited for it too you know the you know, you mentioned like it's nothing but positivity on the Coda page. I mean, it's true because there's, I mean, there's not a bad day when it comes to hunting. I mean, even no. even the worst day in the hunting woods or archery is still a great day. And uh, to be able to, for everyone collectively, like you said, the social part of social media to have a community. I mean, for it's sure. just focus on that positivity every day. It's awesome. But, um, yeah, and I think you did a great job of showcasing that this season because you had some ups and downs. And, and I think all of that's important because, like, what we do in the woods, like, hunting is such a nuanced thing. You know, like, there's like killing is like you're happy, you're sad, you're like yeah. remorseful, you have respect. Like, there's so many different things you go through in that moment. Um, you know, I think the only way you can really convey that is if you've already put in some of that legwork and built those relationships on the front end, you know, because sometimes like you'll post something without context and like, if people know you, they know where it's coming from, but 
otherwise it's very easy for someone to just see something on social media and completely take it out of context and you could be the greatest guy in the world and they could see one snippet of one video or one photo and yeah. be like oh this guy's a dick but um <laughs> you know that's, that's not the case all right so sorry about that guys we just had to let the camera cool down uh I'm doing my best at uh trying to record the podcast on skype and audacity and the camera so Maybe it's more of a headache than I need, but it's all right. We're back at it, so we're going to roll back into it. And I've been talking too much. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good because, I mean, as long as everyone's, uh, you know, fully listening and uh, absorbing everything, I mean, this is all, you know, it's an open conversation. So when you guys see this on YouTube, uh, social media, wherever, like, I know I do. I know AJ does. We want to hear what you guys uh, think about all this, so... One, you know, well, if just kind of closing it off a little bit, um, is there any more or any uh, anything else you want to talk about? Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on um, how we as hunters and people on uh, on social media in the hunting community, like what's what can we do better to pass the information on to new people? Is there anything we can do better or uh, what's your thoughts on that? I think it's really just uh, just take the time. You know, if people ask, even if if they lash out in a way that's kind of like aggressive or accusatory, you know, maybe they're they're very hostile to hunting. Um, you know, I've gotten criticized for kind of tiptoeing around stuff sometimes, and really what that is is, I, I, you know, maybe people are right criticizing me of that, but I'm just trying to be open-minded and hopefully draw people in more and do some do that in a respectful way um, and really just take the time to talk to them and share my viewpoint in a way that's not so ab like that's not abrasive and just makes them shut out everything I'm, I'm talking about um, there's definitely a lot of people I think more and more that are getting open to hunting and maybe they don't hunt but they're um, you know, they're not against the idea, especially as like more people want to take responsibility for where their food comes from and, and just yeah. conservation in general. I think more people are in national parks than have ever been before. Um, so I think, you know, hunters are going to have more and more interactions with those people. And I think just take the time to, to explain like what you do, why are you wearing what you're wearing? People ask and they show interest, like, assume positive intent and, and take the time to talk with them and exchange ideas and information and be open and just go from there and you don't know what relationships could spawn from there or how you might change that person's viewpoint on hunters um, from what it was before i think those are some really good points i really like what you said there with uh, assume positive intent because i think that's kind of something I, I actually want to talk about on another topic one day, but it's the whole uh, ego thing. Um, I know sure. I, I don't want to say I don't think I have an ego because I don't know. Yeah. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I always do my best to uh, try to see perspective and uh, know that someone's asking for help or asking a question because they don't know. And you got to put yourself in the perspective of, of how were you in that moment? So I definitely really For like sure. that. That's awesome. Um, but I think, uh, I think we really hit on good, uh, the value of shared information and, uh, how important it is to the strength of the hunting community. Um, and I really appreciate your insight on that, but now I got to ask one more question. And this is a question I'm going to ask everybody. 
uh, and that what what does hunt free mean to you? I think it's just exercising, uh, you know, our rights and uh, the the lands that that we have that we fought to to have protected here you know we got guys that are in camo as their job making sure that we get to hunt every day and um you know i think it's important to honor them when we're in the woods and and not take for granted our ability to do that because there are a lot of people in a lot of places in the world that don't get to enjoy the outdoors the way that we do or they've lost all of their outdoor spaces and you know the the domestic animals that they once had and game animals are now extinct and and you know just being able to have that freedom there's so much that goes into that and um just enjoying that and taking stock of it and and when you're out there just just soak it all in don't take any moment of it for granted because it's it's not guaranteed and we gotta we gotta protect that i agree 100 percent wholeheartedly and i like how you said uh you know take take in each moment and enjoy it i noticed that i think something i you know try to remind myself of and maybe someone else who's on a similar path as us in regards to hunting and social media uh, maybe they've lost sight of it and they, maybe they need to hear this is that with all this stuff going on sometimes you get worried about oh well what will people think uh you know is this going to be good content well good content is authentic content and if you so are, if you are who you are um and you're grateful for it and you're proud to be who you are as long as you're a good person of course but if you're not then you'll figure that out yeah. the, the alternate way but that's fine <laughs> um <laughs> uh, but that's it just enjoy each moment because it's a special thing it's a very special thing and you know i haven't done even close to a tenth of a percent to what some people have done and i can feel it within myself um that that just the gratefulness every day so i really love your did, answer did, to that did you find when you started like taking photographs and stuff that you were actually more appreciative of things when you were out in the woods because I, I know like i started taking note of yes. different details that like even stuff like a spider web or a leaf like just Dude. how the trees kind of <laughs> right like it's just kind of like i started appreciating and seeing things that i never really took note of before that is so weird that you just said that exact sentence and spiderweb because i actually had a draft in my instagram once that i just never posted <laughs> of a spiderweb talking about that exact same thing that is too funny <laughs> because that was the thought was really like like normally it would have been like damn this spider web is right in my face as i'm walking through the woods but instead it was yeah. you know uh, a, t a time to test the your you know your newfound skills and love of taking photos while being out there and it was just an appreciation as opposed to uh you know as it being a nuisance that's really that's very ironic that you said that <laughs> but, i'm glad i'm not the only one okay yeah uh, we're <laughs> when I look ridiculous pictures of stuff at least i know i'm not the only one now so oh yeah <laughs> you should have seen me in new york city with my camera yeah <laughs> street photography something oh man that's a whole other animal yeah <laughs> well i really uh i really loved your answer to uh what what does hunt free mean to you and i loved all the insight that we got to share today on uh um the value of shared information in the hunting community. So thank you, AJ, for coming on 
And uh, thanks, Sean. Appreciate everything you're doing. Absolutely. I know we'll talk soon. And remember, guys, I hope you uh, share this with everyone. Uh, help build this community together, and together we'll hunt free. So until next time, guys, we'll see you soon. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of Hunt Free Podcast. If you enjoyed the show and want to help make a great impact on the veteran and hunting community, then share this podcast with fellow friends, veterans, and hunters alike. Follow us on Instagram at hunt.free underscore. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, hunt free.